0: everyone and thanks for tuning into the becker's healthcare podcast series i'm erica spicer mason a writer and editor for becker's healthcare today i'm pleased to be joined by florian hillen who will talk to us about the role of artificial intelligence in the dental industry so a little bit about florian he's the founder and ceo of Vidia health an mit spin out and dental ai company working with leading dental service organizations insurers, and other companies in the industry. Previously, Florian conducted research at the intersection of engineering and social science at MIT's Institute for Data, Systems, and Society and at Harvard Business School. He also worked for a McKinsey & Company and founded NINU, a digital health tech startup. So with that, Florian, welcome, and thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me, Erica. Hello, everyone.
0: Great, well, just that short bio really captures how much experience you have in tech and healthcare. And so just to get us started, I'm wondering if you can share a little bit more about yourself and what led you to establishing Vidya Health.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, so I, I spent all my life actually in healthcare, first on the clinical side, studying medicine for for over six years and and, and wanting to become a, a medical doctor. Um, and then into in the entrepreneurship world, uh, at Nino as well as then at Echo Health in California, which was a stethoscope to analyze heart sounds. Um And throughout this time, I really fell in love with using technology, in particular uh, data science, um machine learning, and, as we call it nowadays, AI, um, to advance patient care. And so I didn't understand the technology though. So, I went to MIT to study computer science in graduate school. And uh, during that time, I did a lot of research in chest x rays, uh, breast cancer, mammography, uh, dermatology, across, across the different verticals of healthcare. And I really realized uh, that in dentistry, we can have one of the biggest impacts as we can support dentists in a meaningful way, as well as a huge impact because you have hundreds of millions of patient visits. Uh, per year in the U.S. alone, which each one of them we can um, help quite a lot. And so that's really what made me fall in love with with dentistry, um, the impact we can have in terms of qualitative per patient, but also quantitative. And so I was very excited to call NVIDIA Health um, to support dentists.
0: So Florian, I'm really excited to dig into this conversation today and just based on Your short bio, it sounds like you have so much experience in tech and healthcare, but just to give our listeners some context, I'm wondering if you can just share a little bit more about yourself and also what led you to establishing Vidya Health and what it does.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Erica. So um, as you just read, uh, I spent all my life so far actually in healthcare. Um, I used to be actually a medical student for six years, trained to become a medical doctor, um, I then founded a tech company, as well as worked in a, in a company in Silicon Valley to uh, do an AI-powered um, stethoscope to automatically analyze heart sounds. And throughout these experiences, I absolutely fell in love with using data science, machine learning, or you can, you know, summarize it as artificial intelligence, in order to advance patient care. Um, at that point, though, I didn't really understand the technology well enough, and I for healthcare and business. Um, and so I went to MIT to study computer science in graduate studies, and I was doing a lot of research in chest X-rays, breast cancer, and mammography, um, as well as in dentistry. And during that time, I absolutely fell in love with dentistry. Um, and there are many, many reasons which we could talk about the entire time of this podcast. But one of the reasons really is that AI and what we are doing can significantly actually help our customers, the dental clinicians on the ground, in terms of providing better patient care, as well as saving them time. So we can have a significant impact to our customers and our patients' lives, while also having a huge impact as every one of us right goes to the dentist regularly. And we have several hundreds of millions of patient visits per year we can positively impact. And so that's what led me really to founding Vidya Health, which, by the way, Videre means from Latin to improve um, and to see, so to improve healthcare. Our first product, so to say, is Vidya AI. And and what it really does, Erica, is that every time you go to your dentist and they do a a general checkup and they take x-rays to check your oral health status um, in these radiographs, our FDA-approved algorithms automatically diagnose um, the radiographs and identify to a high-accuracy decay, periodontal disease, endodontic disease, and, and other symptoms, which really helps on the one side to improve the patient care as it supports the dentist to not miss anything, but on the other side also, it really improves the patient experience as it provides a second opinion right there, right then for the patient, um, if this treatment is really necessary or not. And so um, that's that's how we really use this technology to have an impact for our customer in terms of saving time and a better patient experience, but also have a positive impact on patient care in general.
0: Absolutely, and it's really fascinating to me to hear how artificial intelligence or AI is being applied in various ways in healthcare. And in doing so, you know, we know that a lot of folks are excited about this technology and some be more hesitant. So I'm just (laughs) curious to know in your experience and your work with clinicians, what level of enthusiasm or adoption are you seeing toward AI? And are there any specific challenges, concerns, or opportunities that you're hearing?
1: Yeah, that is a great question. and. As I've been working in healthcare for the past decade, um, you know, previously working and selling to, for instance, gynecologists and um, cardiologists and in general doctors, um, I think in general, the enthusiasm in dentistry around AI and the adoption and the willingness to try it is significantly greater than in any other healthcare vertical or industry I've ever been to. And that's extremely exciting. I think one of the major reasons for that, uh, there are several, but one of them is that dentists have such a broad set of responsibilities. They are, are, to some extent, a diagnostician and a radiologist, right? Then they are also a surgeon. They are also a primary care physician, as well as a business person, right? So uh, a a normal clinician is kind of four jobs in one. And so us coming in and saying, hey, we support you in this, in one of these tasks and, and save you time, um, and that is being a diagnostician slash radiologist, um, and this is in a non-competitive way. We are really there just to support at and, and the end of the day, the dentist will always have full discretion on their treatment planning and so on, absolutely independent of the AI. Um, But it's truly a win-win situation for dentists. And so we see um, not a lack of conflict of interest, as well as a huge interest in terms of adoption. I think the second aspect why we do see a huge enthusiasm about it is that dentists and also dental chains called DSOs, who are um, some of our primary customers, they are entrepreneurs themselves uh, they have a business and they understand that technology enables them to um, run their business more efficiently and effectively. And so we actually see a lot of different technology adoptions in dentistry right now, um, because dentists really do understand that this actually supports their business more than anything else. And so it's it's very exciting, especially having come from, from healthcare in general, to dive into dentistry and see how dentists, but also um, everyone... In the dental office, including, for instance, the hygienists and the rest of the staff, are embracing AI and using it for, in particular, better patient communication and saving time. So it's, so it's overall very exciting. Um, especially, dental chains uh, have already adopted AI, and now also single practitioners, right, mom and pop shop dental offices, um, of which we have around yeah ninety two hundred thousand in the United States, um, are starting to adopt it rapidly.
0: It's really exciting, and it, what you describe makes complete sense. Thinking about how dental practices, just like a lot of other healthcare organizations, right now they're tight on time and resources, as you mentioned. So um, AI really does seem like something that will, you know, they can happily adopt to <laughs> to save them right. the needed much needed time. Um, So I'm just kind of leaning into that a little bit more. I'm wondering if you can (laughs) share a few examples of specific dental AI features and how those are addressing some of these common challenges like time and resource constraints. Um, So if you could say a little bit more about that, that would be great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, So I stick to to our technology first, and then I can also elaborate on a couple of other AI examples we're seeing in dentistry. So what we are really providing to the dentist, our video AI, is you can imagine it as an AI-powered x-ray viewer. So every time the dentist, uh, as well as the hygienist or the rest of the clinical team, is using dental x-rays to provide a diagnosis, our AI overlays the findings and provides additional information to the clinician. And I think with that come three benefits. and. Those benefits, we've been seeing them and observe them now over years at this point, as well as over hundreds of customers. The first one is that the uh, dentist or the the hygienist, the dental clinician, um, together with the AI spots lesions um, or spots diseases much, much earlier um, than without the AI. So they don't miss anything important, um, as well as they have a second opinion even for themselves, which gives them greater confidence um, into their diagnosis. So with that, we truly believe that we can identify dental disease much earlier on average than without the AI. The second aspect is that they can use it um, to communicate to the patient. So as you might know, dentistry is is an amazing industry, but it also sometimes lacks um, uh, a great trust between the patient and the clinician. Often in dentistry, patients try to get a second opinion because they are not fully on board and fully trusted dental clinician that they really need um, this procedure because there's a little bit of conflict of interest um, to some extent. And we don't believe that that's often the case, but certainly it is really hard for a patient to evaluate um, that because they're not an expert. And so the second aspect is that they can use the AI and our customers are using the AI to provide the second opinion directly to the patient while they're in the chair. So Erica, imagine you are going to a dentist um, and they take what we call four bite-wing x-rays. Um, it's diagnosed with our AI, and then the patient at the dentist shows you your x-rays and shows, look, here these spots are picked up by the AI. It's an FDA approved AI, which has been trained on millions of patients and, and, and over hundred dentists trained this AI. And it's not just me who says that we need to, um, you know, treat this and you need a crown, but the AI confirmed that as well. So it provides you a greater confidence, um, you know, in, into, the, uh, into the treatment plan of the dentist. And the third aspect is that it also saves the clinician time. So sometimes if you do a, what is called a full mouth X series, so if you, Erica, for instance, go into a, a new dental office the first time, they're taking 18 different single x-ray images of your mouth to assess holistically uh, your um, oral health. The issue is, as you can imagine, that the dentist has very limited time. And so what we can do is we can prioritize the x-rays for them to make sure that he picks up on the right spots um, without spending too much time on the areas which are, which are looking very healthy, um, as well as there are other features where we can write back into the practice management system which is um, synonymous to the electronic health record in healthcare, um, where we can save a lot of time when it comes around treatment planning and charting procedures, et cetera, et cetera. So this is how we, how we currently help. Now, the results of this are, are pretty phenomenal. So we the great thing in dentistry is you can measure all of that. And so the first aspect I mentioned that they identify disease earlier and, and, and you know, more treatable disease um, we are seeing across the board that the treatment plan value of customers who are using our AI increases by 26%. So that means that they identify, for instance, in restorative procedures, which is fillings and crowns, 26% more um, you know, in procedures. And these are true procedures which need to happen, right? And the second thing is also we are seeing a significant lift, everything around 5 plus percent, in what we call case acceptance rate. So that means uh, case acceptance rate in dentistry means that if the dentist, you know, suggests the following procedures, what share of these suggested procedures actually end up um, being confirmed by the patient and being done. And this is really where the second opinion directly at the chair helps significantly. So those are, you know, those are all the different aspects how our AI helps. Um, and, And it's pretty phenomenal that we have such a, direct clinical as well as measurable impact um, to our customers but then also to the patient's lives if that makes sense right yeah, yeah. I, I just want to mention one thing you mentioned earlier and I think this is a very interesting aspect of it since um, I worked a little bit in radiology before right and, and you ask about what are the challenges maybe and I think one of the the challenges less so than in radiology but nonetheless they still exist is that um, sometimes Um, the clinicians think that the AI tells them what to do and they see it as a competitive um, or challenging their expertise. And that is certainly not how we think about it as well as how we build the AI. Um, It is really, really interesting that dentists are actually overall pretty good in diagnosing disease and the AI is, is really good in diagnosing disease. But the main point is if you bring them together, Erica, so the AI plus the dentists, then together they are significantly better than either of them alone. And so we really always try to educate the market and try to educate our customers that uh, this is not about competitive. We are an assisting tool. Um, you know The jurisdiction of what the treatment plan should be and what needs to be done or not always lies with the clinician at the end, but together they can be better and faster than alone.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I really appreciate how you outlined, you know, the way that the AI features are addressing some of those issues like time constraints or case acceptance rate and tying that to some of the the real outcomes that you're seeing. Uh, I know that case acceptance is a huge issue um, at dental practices. And then I was really struck too by the patient engagement piece, you know, being able to have that conversation with the patient about what the AI is doing to assist with the diagnosis. And, you know, anytime you get a patient more involved in their care and more educated on their situation, it can only, I'm sure that can also only lead to good things (laughs) as well.
1: I mean, it goes absolutely Erica. And it goes so far that funny enough, everyone in my company um you know obviously we have we have dental insurance and 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 tons of dentists around our headquarters in Boston are using our ai and it actually goes so far that everyone in our in our company is now only going to dentists who are using our ai because they also appreciate this level of transparency right so i i do believe that there will be a world in the next 2 to 3 years where patients will actually request um, you know, to have their dentists using AI, just as a as a second opinion, as a layer of transparency.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that too. Absolutely. So there are definitely clear benefits here that you've outlined. And so I'm wondering if you can just give some advice to that dental organization that hasn't yet adopted AI, maybe they're on the fence, maybe they're thinking about it. What would you say to them to get started? What would you recommend first?
1: Yeah, I think to get started, uh, the best thing is would you reach out to me or our company at videohealth.ai, um, just simply to, to get a little bit more in touch to understand how does this technology work, how is it implemented, what is the change management and processes for their clinicians to use it, right, so just, just to get educated or to get consulted, um, you know, by, by my consulting team about what are best practices to implement, a technology such as this, right? I think the technology honestly is, is is really great for any dental clinician and, in particular, dental chains. So we call them DSOs, right? dental Service Organizations. Um, because besides the benefits we've just discussed, right, around you know increasing treatment plan, increasing tra- uh, case acceptance, and saving time, and um, if you have a small dental chain, uh, there's a fourth value add, which means that you can standardize your clinical care so what I mean by that is if you're a dentist and you have five dental offices um, you know as a, as a self-made entrepreneur so to say you can visit each day of the week you can visit one of these offices and you get to know them. but if you become a dental chain over 10 locations and you have in each location you know two dentists and four hygienists, then all of a sudden you have over 50 clinicians and all of them have a different you know clinical rigor or a different um, sensitivity. And so what we really have been seeing is that our video AI really helps to introduce a standard of care in calibrating all these clinicians together, which significantly helps the chief dental officer then honestly to manage clinical care and quality programs. And so I think it's really relevant for every dental clinician, and in particular for dental chains, uh, which have more than 10 locations. Now, what, what should they think about, right? And, and maybe that's that's a good thing to think about it besides getting educated and reaching out and all that. I think what's very important is number one, the implementation, and then number two, the change management process. And so implementation um, is something which is really important. We we spent significant um, years, honestly, on implementing it as smooth into the workflow. So we are now directly integrated or even embedded into the most of the major practice management systems, which means that, you know, installation is less than 30 minutes um, for any office to onboard an AI. The second aspect of it is um, change management and onboarding. And they're good and bad news. They're good news um, in the sense that it's not that much of change management because essentially um, how they would use the AI is they, use it similar to every x-ray viewer they're using right now like a Dexis or a care stream right that is an existing workflow they are um they are doing with every single patient who gets an x-ray today and we are just asking them to do the same thing but now with video ai so they have the same x-rays the same functionalities but now they have ai on it at the same time though we've seen that um, explaining to the clinicians how to use the ai and how to communicate with the ai to the patient and so on is extremely valuable. And so that's why, for instance, what we are doing is after we implemented it, which you know takes less than 30 minutes, but then we, we only do in-person onboardings to train the entire staff of the dental practice of how to leverage the AI to the best of the possibilities. And then the third aspect of it is that after one week, two weeks, a month of them using the software, um, we will provide results we will share with the clinical team on the ground how many findings have been found by the AI and how many have been accepted, et cetera. And that is a very interesting and very important point to close the change management loop. So you explain why it's relevant, but then also after a certain amount of time, you share with everyone who used this new technology, what the impact of this new technology is. And if you execute this really, really well, and I have an entire team um, you know, our customer success team, which is majorly uh, ex-hygienists who who started joining us. Um, if you do this really well, um, then you successfully implemented AI and then you see all the benefits. Um, but that is a very important part of it. And I think often, to be honest with you, Erica, it's often, it's often overlooked a little bit um, if you implement new technologies, um, you know, they get sold and then no one uses them. And so we try to really keep ourselves accountable to have, our customers using the technology every day, every time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate you touching on the change management piece because, you know, especially with staffing shortages, we know it's important for the employees to feel supported as well. And, you know, and as if they're, they have the buy-in is there, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate you touching on absolutely. that. Um, so I know you had already kind of alluded to where you see AI and dental care going in the future. You had mentioned that you're kind of anticipating patients might start to actually request AI services during their dental visit. But just as we close out here, is there anything else that excites you looking to the future in this space and and what you might expect down the line?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that in the next few years, and it it will go much faster than than we thought it would go, um, I believe that AI-supported diagnosis and treatment planning will become the standard of care. So I think in three years, we will live in a world where you are going to your clinician and you will have video AI supporting the clinician in the diagnosis and treatment plan. Um, I also do believe that number two, and and we're starting to work on this already, is that AI will support uh, clinicians as well as the rest of the staff in automating a lot of processes. Let that be administrative tasks, like writing into the practice management system, all the way to, for instance, claims processing, right? Like, so for instance, if, if uh, you know, Erica, you were there and, and you proposed to get a crown, then this often needs to be sent for pre-authorization to your carrier and so on. And I think AI will play a big role. And I do believe we will live in a world in a not too distant future where the AI supports in a diagnostic, the treatment planning, but then also in these claims processing to enable this in real time. So you can be in a dental office and the AI supports the clinicians to say, okay, on tooth number nine, there needs to be a crown. Um, and we have verified this with your insurance carrier and they will approve the crown. And this is how you have to think about this. And I think this will significantly improve the patient experience as well as automate a lot of back end burden from a lot of dental chains as well as. Uh, dental clinicians, so I'm I'm very very excited about it. And then the last piece of it is the long term, right? So short term, medium term, and the long term consequences. And I I truly believe, maybe also coming from Europe where you don't have such a big divide between dentistry and healthcare, I believe that in the long term um, AI will enable medical dental integration, and we will live in a world where many patients are going to the dentist for their regular checkups, cosmetic reasons, and whatnot. Um, But there are a lot of people in the United States who have undiagnosed and unidentified, for instance, diabetes and hypertension. And I do believe that with the amounts of big data we are collecting right now, that we will be in 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 a place to be predicting which dental patients might have diabetes or hypertension risks, and then refer them out to the right primary care physician to identify these significant health risks and systemic health risks much much earlier. And I think we will get to a place where dentistry and healthcare will be much more joined together again.
0: Mm, fascinating. I haven't yet heard that thought of you know the integration of medical and dental care in the future with AI. And so that I really appreciate you sharing that and and your future outlook. It really feels like the possibilities are pretty endless and they'll probably be here sooner than we expect. So thank you again, Florian, for everything that you've shared today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you again to Florian. And also we'd like to thank Vidia Health for sponsoring this episode today. You can tune into more podcasts and virtual events from Becker's Healthcare by visiting beckershospitalreview.com.